Welcome to Let's Admit It, a college admissions podcast hosted by the Boise Bible College Admissions Department. Here, we aim to answer the spoken and unspoken questions of high school students and parents who are looking to learn more about a Christian college experience. You can learn more about Boise Bible College at www.boisebible.edu. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Let's Admit It podcast, hosted by the Admissions Department here at Boise Bible College. Uh, I am your host, Michael Gritton, and uh, you are joining us for our last podcast of the semester. Today is uh, Thursday, and it's just about finals week, so in a, in a couple days, students are going to be packing up their stuff and heading home for Christmas break. And so today we are going to end out our semester, which has been good, with a... Uh, so far this semester, we've dealt with a lot of very technical things. How to write an essay, you know, the importance of GPA, the importance of financial aid, all this stuff. Um, and hopefully at this point, you have heard me say or heard one of our guests talk about the importance of uh, relationship, the communal aspect of Boise Bible College. It's what uh, I came here for an education. I stayed for the community. It is such a huge part of who we are. And so today what I wanted to do was stop from all of the technical talk, the answering hypothetical questions. And I just wanted to talk about the relational communal aspect. And for that, um, I, uh, as you know, always bring in a guest. Today's guest is our brand new professor, uh, head of the psychology department, Lisa Rule. Lisa, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I'm so well. I'm glad, I'm glad you joined us. I'm glad we finally got you onto the podcast. Um, I think I mentioned to you, you've been such a, such a conversation point for me, just in my job of talking with students, the, the new, um, the new breath that you bring to the psychology department here at the college. Um, so we're going to stick to kind of the same process here. Part of this is going to be kind of get to know you. Um, part of this is going to be discussing, you know, our, our subject matter for the day. So, um, first thing that we're going to do, first thing I'd like for you to do just introduce yourself. Uh, you know, where did you go to college? What did you study? Just, just tell us about yourself. Okay. Well, I was born and raised in Montana, just north of Missoula. Um, and from there, after I graduated from high school, I moved out to Missouri to go to Ozark Christian College. Mm. I spent four years there getting a bachelor's degree in Christian ministry with an emphasis in psychology. Um, during that time, I really felt a need to go into counseling to help broken people and broken families because I had experienced some of that, that brokenness in my own life and mm. in my own family. Um, and so I really felt that calling. And I went straight from my undergrad into a master's degree program at John Brown University, which I would commute from Missouri down into Arkansas. Oh, gracious. It was, it was quite the trek. Um, was that, was that an everyday thing? Oh, once or oh. twice a week. Okay, yeah. gotcha. It, was, it wasn't Whew. quite that bad, but Man. It, it was still kind of a trek, somewhere between two hours, one hour to two hours driving down there and back. So um, yeah, I went down to John Brown University and I got a dual degree. Oh, interesting. And marriage and family counseling as well as mental health uh, counseling as well, so. Mm. Uh, was it always your intention to go into counseling from from under from I suppose from high school graduation onward? It wasn't when I first went to Ozark Christian College. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I was kind of like, well, whatever I'm going to do, Jesus is going to be at the center. <laughs> 
So um, I felt like Bible college was the best place to go for it's that. It's a good place to go for it. Absolutely. So <laughs> it was it was while I was there that he yeah. really like touched my heart for mm. people. Um, and now I see how much he had given me gifts for that mm. and already given had been like prepping me in advance. So that was kind of cool to yeah. see. Looking at that, looking at those things in the rearview mirror and seeing just like the the my my uh, youth pastor always described it as you know the 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 thumbprint of divinity, which I think mm-hmm. is such a poetic way of saying that. So doggone cool. I love that. So yeah, cool. Absolutely. Um. So second question. Last week with Brawlin, I asked this question. And I liked it, and I'm thinking about just implementing it. You know, from this point forward. So you are part of the test subject. Um, <laughs> okay. Guinea pig. I'm <laughs> The uh, the control group, if you will. Um, so, did you first of all did you grow up going to church? Yes, yes. I was actually the preacher's kid. Oh, really? At a small church in Montana. Okay. So, um, and what was that? What was that experience? So, the the second half of this question is, um, what was your home church like? But I guess I can kind of edit that a little bit to, what was it like being a a PK a preacher's kid? What was that like? Yeah. Uh, it typically meant that we were very involved in everything that went on at church. Mm. So we were the ones setting things up and tearing things down. And we spent all summer at camp, um, helping out in the kitchen and that sort of thing, which also meant we get to like play at the lake all all summer, which is great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, typically it was just being very involved in the church, uh, growing up in a small town where you're the preacher's kid also kind of lends itself to having a spotlight on you. Mm. Um, and my parents were really intentional about putting me into public school or putting, all of my siblings into public school to be that light in the yeah. community. So there was definitely this emphasis of like, hey, you need to be an example, yeah. um, which is good in some ways, but also um, was a struggle. And you know, that's, I, that is kind of, I mean, it's in line with what I've heard um, from, from a lot of, I mean, go figure, a lot of students here at the college are preacher's kids. Yep. And so I've heard that, you know, Growing up as a preacher's kid, uh, by the way, how small, you say small town, how small a town did you come from? 800 people. 800, okay. Very so small. I grew up in a town of, Soda Springs is just shy of 3,000 as okay. of the last census. You, Lisa, are the first person that I've met at this college who actually comes from a smaller town than me. Congratulations. All right, I like that award. <laughs> that works for me. Um, I always thought my town was really, really... How big was your graduating class? I always feel like that's a good 26 gauge. 26 people. 26. I had yep. 49. I was in the top 10%, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Um, okay, well, so you, you, you come from small town, Montana. Mm-hmm. You go over to slightly bigger town, Missouri. Yep. And then you meet a guy there. Yeah. And eventually you and Guy get husband, get husband, get get married. Um, What's the story of how you guys made your way from all the way over there to Mm -hmm. all the way over here? Yeah. That's a really good question. And one I get fairly often. It's quite a a trek (laughs) to get from there to here. Um, So we got married a few months before I graduated with my master's degree. Um, and I immediately got a job in clinical mental health, being a professional counselor or licensed professional counselor. Um, and we talked for a long time about moving back to Montana. Mm. That had kind of been a subject for us. And I remember at one point we started talking about more seriously and started praying more seriously about that opportunity and the possibility of it. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is neither me or my husband are very impulsive or take a lot of risks. Oh, really? Yeah. So choosing to like pick up and move from a place Across we're really established country, yeah. to move here was... Um, 
scary mm. and difficult. And so he's not from Montana as well, is he? No, he's from Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we moved away from his family, but just the lifestyle here mm. is more of what what we do well with. Yeah. Um, but anywho, we we had given ourselves like a two year like really loose goal for trying to move to try to push ourselves to mm-hmm. do it. Um, and we continue to pray about it. It's funny because I feel like God gave us a kick. Oh, really? Yeah. Like six months before that goal, our landlord was like, hey, guys, we don't, we really don't want to do this, but we need your house. Oh, man. They're this like, was how, how far into the two years was it? A year and a half. Okay. He's like, in six months, I need you to move out. And we man. were like, dang it. <laughs> now we can't put it off. <laughs> oh, goodness. The seat is coming out from under you, so you better be standing when it does. Yeah, absolutely. Man. And so then, even then, we were like, well, we could just rent somewhere else in Missouri. We don't have to move. Mm. And uh, I got an email from my psychology professor at Ozark Christian College. Um, and he, his tagline was, do you want to move closer to home? Mm. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so he told me about this opportunity at Boise Bible College. that They had a professor position um, and that he was recommending me for it. Oh, cool. And I was kind of like, yeah, sure. I'm the most experienced, (laughs) like best fit for this. There's no way they're going to choose me. But I'll throw my my hat in the ring just to. At this point, you've got, what, two years paid, uh, you know, vocational experience in in counseling? Uh, Just trying to make sure I have a timeline here. Almost. Three years, three years or okay. almost four years, I Got think, it. at that point. So uh, it's not counting like uh, internships when I was still in school and sure. stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, I was still like, I'm the new guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know that much. I'm not a teacher. Sure. Yeah. I'll throw my hat in the ring, but there's no way they're going to pick me. Mm. Um, and after having like months of conversations with the academic dean at Boise Bible College, um, I kept praying that God would shut the door because I was like, Montana is where I want to go. Like Montana, Montana. Um, and uh, once again, I feel like he just kind of kicked yeah. it open of like, hey, this is what I want you to do. It's not in your comfort zone. It's not what you've planned. Mm. Um, but I want you to go this direction. And man, has he provided. Yeah. Like above and beyond what we could have even hoped for. Mm. Um, we are so blessed with the move. Yeah. That's so good to hear. I know that um, something that I, I'll mention sometimes on this podcast is that one of the real strengths uh, about our staff here at Boise Bible College, the professors, is that they're all practitioners. They're all people who, rather than you know spending some time in college and learning a bunch of stuff, they went out and did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's uh, one of the other things I love about this podcast is that I get to actually hear people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't actually had an opportunity to sit down and just hear your story yet. So this is great. Um, because like I said, one of the strengths of the college is, is the professors are practitioners. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, my pleasure. Okay. So now we get to dive into the subject matter, which of course is the, the relational aspect, um, the community here at the college. Um, so from your perspective as a professional counselor um, with you know, years of experience, years of schooling, um, why is community important? It's a really good question. I think it's something that's being talked about more and more, especially with COVID, because mm, yeah. uh, I've been taught like isolation is unhealthy. I've talked to my clients about it, but I feel like nothing has been proven more true during this time than the fact that we need each other mm. and that it's not good for us to be alone. And it often makes me think of back in Genesis when Adam was created and God said, it's not good for you to be alone. Yeah. And often we think of that in context of like marriage, but it's it's just true in general. We're 
we're wired for connection and we're communal beings. And so when we don't have that connection, we start to feel depressed and anxious and we just struggle with our mental health um, on top of other things. Like we need each other for survival on multiple levels. And so it's just been really kind of cool to see that during this time. Not that I would ever wish this oh, to happen. Um, but even like clients that I've been telling that them that isolation isn't good and trying to encourage them to get out when this happened they were like you're so right (laughs) (laughs) it was kind of a funny moment of like see I've been trying to tell you this um but yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) please spend more time with people it's good for you so um in the kind of along those same lines like with in the bible we're commonly told to engage with other believers and to gather together in church settings and that sort of thing that we need each other um not just to uh worship together but also to sharp like iron sharpens iron we need that in our life of other christians that can sharpen us Mm. and so it's just i I can't talk about it enough i think communal um and communal aspects and connection is so important yeah it's one of the reasons i talk so much about you know when I was a student here, it was a requirement that you live on campus in the dorms for at least your first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that has changed now. Uh, I always encourage. I was I was in the dorms all four years. Yeah, um, me too. I, th- I thought about moving out, but man, when it came down to it, it was like this is this community is is what I need more than necessarily what I'm looking for at times. Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, obviously, at sometimes it's like. All right, I I told my roommate about something like three days ago, and it somehow leaked out. I don't know mm-hmm. how that happened. You know, there's there's there are you know some some negative aspects to it. But on the other hand, man, I can't tell you how many times I was I stayed up until like two a.m. talking talking shop with my with my roommates about things that, you know, looking back, it's like it might not have been the most important things in the world, mm-hmm. but just the, the ability to have those conversations meant the world to me. Yeah. Um, I did the same. Yeah. I chose to stay on campus all four years. Cause I was like, I'm never going to have this opportunity mm-hmm. again. Yeah. This is a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. And it really was. Yeah. Not to mention uh, tagline Boyce Bible college's uh, apartment style dorms <coughs> are really good. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I did want to actually plug. shameless plug. That's right. <laughs> um, just to just to put hands and you know hands and feet on that. Um, in one of my my favorite examples is uh, I had a group of friends my junior and senior year. Um, <clears throat> Sam, Johnny, and Connor, uh, and probably like once or twice a month we would get together and have what we lovingly called Danker Man Night. <clears throat> which is where we sat down and watched Anchorman one and two in one sitting, which was like, it's like six hours of nonsense, <laughs> nonsense movies. Don't know if you've ever seen them. They're stupid. They're the <laughs> dumbest things in the world. But those, those times of just sitting around in a kind of smelly dorm room, mm-hmm. sitting with friends, ugh, wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> so good. Um, so at this point we are, I think this is episode like, 16 i should know this um i mentioned at the beginning of this that the community of boise bible college is so important to us um you who has been um in this community for what six seven months now something like that something like that um i would love to hear your perspective on what the community is like just from just from where you stand 
Well, we're coming up on almost exactly a year from the time we came to visit. Mm. And that's actually part of our decision is that um, after talking with the dean or the academic dean for a while, they flew us out here to visit mm. um, around Christmas time. And it was like the last day of finals. Everybody was exhausted and oh, worn my. out. Um, and what really sold us on Boise Bible College was how awesome the community mm. was and how healthy the staff and faculty were. Because even though they were exhausted and they were worn out, they were so intentional mm. and they were so caring. Um, and that, that has just continued since we've been here. Um, it's amazing to see how well they work together um, and how even if they have difference, differences of opinion, that they're able to love each other and uh, work together despite that. Um, and as far as the students go, like they are so uh, kind and forgiving to a new <laughs> professor. Uh, there are multiple times where I'm like, oh gosh, guys, I'm so sorry. And they are just wonderful mm. um, and insightful. And just that there's an accelerated maturity that happens at oh, um, Bible colleges. Yeah. Where we're, we're like intentionally pushing you to grow in yourself, mm -hmm. your walk with Christ and your knowledge. Um, we want you to be a rounded whole being. And I'm, I really see that, that yeah. some of these students, I'm like, can I learn from you? <laughs> can you teach me how to be more Christ-like? <laughs> um, so it's just, it's been wonderful. I like tear up a little bit talking mm. about it because I just love what they've cultivated here. And I do think it's a huge selling point. Yeah. I've never been a part of a a job where we can get together in a big room and sing Christmas carols. And I didn't, I, I didn't internally groan <laughs> yesterday. We had an all staff meeting and it was very, very Christmas themed. And part of it was just singing together. Yeah. And usually that'd be, that would be like a big groan moment to me, but man, the, the, the fellowship of this place is just, and you talk about the, the accelerated maturing thing. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that Logan uh, my professional counterpart and I will talk about is, um, you know, if you look back on yourself four years ago, generally speaking, people will be like, Ugh, <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. um, and that was absolutely true for me. My freshman year, uh, freshman Mike was, is, is not, and was not the person that senior Mike graduated as. Mm -hmm. So thank you for bringing that up. Cause I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Lisa, as we are winding down on our time here, um, a question that I ask to each person that comes into the podcast is this. Uh, let's say that you have a high school student standing in front of you and they are debating whether or not Bible college is a viable option for them mm -hmm. and whether or not they should pursue it. What would you say to them? Typically, I reflect back on my own experience because I can't necessarily speak for them, but I can speak for me. Sure. And I say that it Choosing a Christian college was one of the most beneficial foundations for me. Even though I'm not, I wasn't going into the typical like ministry field, um, it was helpful for me both to grow in myself because Bible colleges are so intentional about helping you grow emotionally and maturing in yourself and better understanding yourself. It helped me get that biblical foundation that I needed to really care for people the way that God wants me to, as well as, to be honest, it makes me stand out in the counseling field. And that sounds kind of weird because the counseling field tends to be pretty um, clinical and um, uh, not Christian, yeah. for lack of a better word. Um, but what, what it does is when it's on my resume, I stand out because my resume doesn't look like everybody else's because they see me with that Christian aspect that, that can be a benefit, especially when people are hurting. Yeah. They tend to want to turn to God and talk about religion. And that doesn't mean that I push it on them, but when they know that I have that background, it makes me such a better, such more better equipped to help people 
when they are hurting. And so I, all I can say is that it was the best choice for me and that whatever you do, even if you're just going into uh, the business field, uh, it's important to have that biblical foundation and be the best and m- most mature person that you can be in Christ. Hmm. So I hope that answers the question. That's for you. great. That's great. I always list, I, I always enjoy the repetitious questions more than the, the unique ones because I like hearing how my coworkers answer things differently. Yeah. Um, but also so similar because I don't know if you've talked with Russell Grove about that, mm-hmm. but your answer reflected his almost entirely in that uh, going to a Bible college uh, sets you apart mm-hmm. from the rest of the crowd. Yeah. So that's interesting. So. Yeah, and every job that I've worked in, even the very secular ones, like somehow I stand out. Mm. Um, and it's not that just because I went to Christian college, I'm like not as well trained as all yeah. these uh, secular therapists. I actually am like seen as being above, mm. head and shoulders above. And that's not about me. That's about my training and what God is doing through me that's yeah. being shown. Um, and so I think it's important for people to know that, that just because you get like a psychology degree from Bible college doesn't mean it's subpar. Mm. You actually can stand up, out above yeah. the others. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. It's All good right. To know. Thank you very much, Lisa, for joining us here on the podcast. Um, quick PSA to all of you listening. Uh, Like I said, this is the final episode of the semester. So we will actually be taking a two week break. Um, Will not be an episode next uh, next Friday, nor the Friday afterwards um, because it's Christmas time. So Merry Christmas. I hope you guys enjoy time with with your family. If you're going to see family, if you're not, I hope you enjoy uh, celebrating the the birth of Christ. However, I do also have to let you know, next semester is going to look a little bit different for the podcast. Um, like I said, uh, the, the, the primary purpose of this podcast thus far has been to answer those uh, spoken and unspoken questions about college admissions. Next semester, we're going to be getting into um, a different subject, which is professor introductions. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time with the professors, introducing you to them, um, just so that you have an opportunity to hear from the people who you will be learning from. So that is the end of my PSA. And, uh, that's actually the end of the episode. So once again, Lisa, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And uh, I will hear with from you guys in a couple of weeks. Merry Christmas. <laughs>